It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder finally lose a game, getting beat down by the Utah Jazz after making an interesting roster move at the beginning of the day. Should you be freaking out about Olivier Saar being waived from his two-way deal? No. What does this loss do for the future of the Thunder? And more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Our Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com on today's show. We're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder, making a very interesting roster transaction, Jerry embarrassing the defensive player of the year, and the Thunder finally losing. Plus, Isaiah Roby and Jalen Horde continue to impress. And it's a two-game lead enough to, the one-game lead enough to uh, hold on to with the two games uh, left in the season. But let's start with the pregame roster move. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I feel like I'm the crazy one. This move gets put out by Thunder PR. And of course, all of the media members, including myself, screenshot the uh, release and put it on Twitter and as we do, and the fan base just goes insane. DMs, mentions, comments on YouTube, right, whatever you want to look at. The Thunder Wave Olivier Saar from his two-way contract, and they sign Melvin Frazier to the two-way deal. And fans are freaking out. And I'm left wondering, was this really your final straw? of all the tanking, of sitting down Alexei Pokashevsky and Teo Maldon to tank, they sat down the worst player in the NBA statistically to, to lose games because he helped them win too much. This is your line? This is your cross to bear? It's cutting Olivier Saar? Folks, I tried to tell you on this podcast for weeks now. I tried to warn you. Olivier Saar is not somebody you should get attached to. Should you tip your cap to him? Should you applaud him? Should you thank him for the effort he put forth in these games, for competing every single night, for playing hard, for the fun moments like hitting five threes in a game? Absolutely. Is it cool for him personally to be able to say for the rest of his life he hit five threes in an NBA game? Absolutely. But Olivier Saar was never a part of the long-term plan. And because his tenure gets cut three games short, 
that's enough to have the sky falling? And they replaced him with Melvin Frazier, who's bounced around the Thunder organization with the Blue in training camp for two years now. 35th overall pick in 2018, 25 years old, a 6'5 guard. But it doesn't matter. Folks, Olivier Saar was this year's version of Moses Brown. He had some good stretches. He had some good games. He's 23 years old. He's a seven-footer that's not very mobile. He's inconsistent at best from beyond the arc. He has bad hands. He's not a plus defender. As I said, when they first signed him, he has no NBA trait. He has no reason to keep him in the league. Lindy Waters, a two-way deal, a long shot, a guy that was playing semi-pro basketball earlier in the year. He had a trait. He had shooting, and he's branched off of shooting and developed more inside the NBA game so far. So while he looked like a long shot, he's now made it realistic. He's now made his dream realistic with a good offseason and the Thunder investing a two-year, two-way deal into him. You can start to rally around Lindy Waters. But Olivier Saar was never going to be anything past the end of this season for the Thunder organization. And you hope he can catch on somewhere else. But it's a product of the environment. It's a product of tanking. It's why Moses Brown has a 2020 game in NBA history against the Boston Celtics. Think about how many players played basketball in general, high school, college, professionally somewhere in the NBA. And how many would kill to have the experience of putting up a 2020 game against the Boston Celtics? That's a cool experience. And when he was thrown into the Boston trade, fans were upset. Boston fans thought they were going to get Shaq. And then he's rerouted to to, to Dallas. And then he's rerouted to Cleveland. He's a journeyman at best, if you even want to call him that. Because while he's signing with different teams, he's not actually making an impact. And Olivier Saar will suffer the same fate if he's lucky. That's very hard to do to get multiple chances with that, with that skill level. Look, it's a business. It's a competitive field. There's going to be a whole new group of draft prospects and some that go undrafted that have much more talent. The talent pool is always growing for the NBA. That's the sad reality of it. He was never on solid footing in the NBA. He even said every night's a job interview. And for Olivier Saar, you hope that you put a five, six game stretch on film enough to make someone want to bring you into summer league. And then you kill it there. Then bring you into training camp. You kill it there and then make the NBA roster in some capacity. But to have a few meltdowns on Twitter by certain fans was just interesting to me to see that over This transaction, this is not the hill to die on. And if you've bought into Olivier Saar or you've bought into Jalen Horde, I don't know what to tell you. There's going to be players like Moses Brown, like Jalen Horde, like Olivier Saar through the course of this rebuild who will have good stretches whenever nobody else is on the floor. But you put them in a role that they're going to be more accustomed to and they won't be able to produce. Olivier Saar is not going to get 30 minutes a night anywhere else. And therefore, his production goes down. And therefore, it levels out to who he truly is. 
That's the bottom line. Again, it's a business. This is the bad part of the business. You wish every guy who played hard, every guy who tried hard, and you wish every person in the world could achieve their their dreams of playing in the NBA and lasting in the NBA. But the sad reality is they can't. And you're going to be riding high one day and wave the next morning. You're going to hit five threes in a game two nights ago and now jobless. And no matter what Melvin Frazier does in these next two games, I'd bet money he's not on the roster come June, come July. The roster for the Thunder will be a revolving door using that two-way slot, using 10-day contracts, using the end of the roster for just diamond hunting after diamond hunting and at some points trying to lose, right? Look, you're about to play one of the lengthiest, biggest teams in the league, and you wave a seven-footer for another 6'5 guard in Melvin Frazier. That's a clear and obvious move. You didn't expect Sar to stick around. He didn't prove enough to you in general that you want to give him another two-way deal. You knew you were going to cut bait with him, so why not do it now before you play a very lengthy team? That's just where the Thunder are at. And that's the move that they made before the game against Utah. And now they got two more games left. They lose this game against Utah, get blown out 137 to 101. And with two games left, they set a game back of a top three seed, or if it, a bottom three, if you want to look at it that way. The top three seed on Tinkathon.com, bottom three in the NBA. That, of course, is so important because it gives you a, a 14% chance at the top overall pick, which is the best you can do. You can't do better than 14% at the top overall pick. They're a game up on the Pacers for uh, fourth place. The Pacers chasing them at fifth place. Pacers are a game back of fourth. Thunder currently occupy fourth. And they play the Lakers and the Clippers. And again, don't check out yet. These are two pivotal games. Lakers probably going to have no AD, no LeBron, no Russell Westbrook for that final meeting. Clippers have no incentive to play anybody. They have just absolutely no incentive to play anybody at all. And you're only a game up of the Pacers at five. So don't check out yet. This is a very important weekend of Thunder basketball for the future of the Thunder if you want them to get back to contending sooner rather than later. But first, what is here right now? We're good friends over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all betting needs and sports info. From the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, uh, podcasts, and reviews of all the different leagues this season, BetOnline is your continued source for all of your betting wagering information, including live bets, esports, and scores. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and actions this year. BetOnline is where the game starts. Folks, let me show you how easy this is. You type in betonline.net. You go to their sports book, and today... It's opening day. If you like baseball, check out our baseball network, Locked On MLB, Locked On MLB Prospects, and I'm hosting Locked On Royals, so check that out as well if you're a Royals fan, or check out whatever podcast you're a fan of in MLB. But today's opening day. Let's look at the Royals. They're one and a half run underdogs. Let's take the Royals in that one at home for the home opener for opening day, all the pomp and circumstance. That's how easy it is to place a bet at Bet Online. so go check them out today where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, 
Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. Thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning. Every single day we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Check out the Lockdown Now podcast as well. It's a nightly recap show of every NBA game from the night before with a breakdown from our local experts. It's free and available across all podcasts, wherever you get podcasts from. Let's continue diving into this game against the Jazz. It was another tank fest. This time it worked, though. The Thunder sit down, of course. SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Derek Favors, Ty Jerome, Trey Mann, Mike Muscala, Kenny Hustle, Teo Maldon, Pokashevsky. Those two guys just sitting out right with Aaron Wiggins. They sat down. The 55th overall pick in this year's draft, Aaron Wiggins. Alexei Pokashevsky and Teo Maldon to purposely try to lose. That's where it's gotten. And they did it last game as well, and they won. That's how good this culture is in Oklahoma City. Uh, the Jazz on the second night of back-to-back as well. Both teams coming in on the second night of a back-to-back. The Jazz sit down Donovan Mitchell. They sit down Mike Conley and Royce O'Neal. The Thunders start Xavier Simpson, Bid Critchie, Georges, Jalen Horde, and Isaiah Roby. The Jazz start Trent Forrest, Daniel House, uh, uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Bojan Bogdanovic, and Rudy Gobert. The Jazz win 137-101. Utah's biggest lead was Dirk Nowitzki, 41 points. OKC's largest lead was four. Nick Collison. Four times this game was tied. Six lead changes. OKC out-rebounds. Uh, gets out-rebounded, I should say. 55-32. to 32. They got dominated on the glass by Utah. The Thunder had one less turnover. The Thunder were dominated in points in the, in the paint, which was expected with Rudy Gobert down there and with all the other length that they had with the Hassan White side, things like that. Uh, the Jazz win points in the paint 60-36. to 36. Second chance points goes to Utah as well, 28-11. to 11. Utah wins fast break points 12-5. The Utah bench outscores OKC 68-36. Obviously, their bench is a lot deeper than the Thunder, who only had about eight, nine uh, you know, active players, maybe up to 10. Utah had three more points off turnovers, 16-13. Uh, to 13. The Jazz won all four frames, but the Thunder shot 41% from the floor, 43% from three, not bad, and 64% at the line. Utah shot 58% from the floor, 41% from three, and 75% at the line. The Jazz had six in double figures, one with nine. Rudy had 20 points and 10 rebounds on no missed shots. Great job by Rudy Gobert. The Thunder had five in double figures, one with nine. Big takeaways. Jalen Horde hit five threes. Again, Olivia started five threes a couple of days ago, which is awesome. Jalen Horde does it again in this game. Hit five threes of his own with 23 points. Uh, eight for 17 from the floor, five rebounds, three steals. I should say five rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, a turnover, and four fouls. JRE, 16 minutes of action off the bench, but showed significant flashes. 
Obviously, Jerry's returning from that foot injury where he broke uh, a bone in his foot, so that that's why they're kind of slow playing him and playing him off the bench in this game, even as the rest of the Thunder players are out. And you know, obviously, they're shorthanded, but still, you want to you want to kind of ease Jerry back into action this year, uh, and then let him have a fully healthy offseason to develop from year one to two. But Jerry, really good in this one. He drops off Rudy Gobert with a nice crossover. He drops 18 points, two rebounds, four for four from the line, two for three from three. Not many players can shoot like him at 6'9". Not many players can shoot off the dribble, come around screens like him. Not many centers can run the floor like him. He's a nice roller as well, pick and pop specialist. And he's doing this without a creator on the floor in just 16 minutes. That's really impressive. That That's kind of what stands out about him. There's no creator in the floor. You can say what you want to about Vid Critchy. Nice tall guard. Xavier Simpson's a nice story. There's no creator. There's no guy that can truly set up Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and he still dominated the stretch of game he was in in 16 minutes. Nice game from him. Isaiah Roby, really solid contributor. Again, I say it a lot. You know, Isaiah Roby was dang near cut from the NBA. He was thrown into uh, the Thunder trade whenever the Thunder uh, made a trade with Patton to the Mavericks so that way they can cut him and save money and go get Willie Colley Stein. I remember back in uh, 2020. And they let him rehab instead of going to the bubble because he was hurt, obviously. And then that training camp, a lot of people did not like his preseason showing. They wanted him cut. They were calling for him to be cut. The Thunder stuck with him. And now he's a legitimate NBA contributor. I'm not sure where his home is, but he does have a home in the NBA. I'm not, I can't pinpoint the team. It might not be the Thunder, but I know he's going to be in this league for a long time. That, that's how good he's been for the Thunder. And, and again, it's different from the VHSR because what Isaiah Roby's doing, the shooting is better. The hands are better. The dunker spot ability is better. What what Isaiah Roby's doing is sustainable and, and is something you can look to for the future if you're an NBA team scouting Isaiah Roby. In this game, he showed very good leadership skills and it was a, more of a vocal role in getting the defensive aligned. So that kind of shows you can help you anchor your defense on the bench. However, the six fouls he had in one steal, it's not great. He's, he's going to be somebody who's limited by his size. He's really good offensively, I think. I, I would take him offensively as a backup big 10 times out of 10. Where he's counteracted, though, is defensively. His size is just going to hamper him his entire career. He can do everything right, be in the correct position every time down the floor. You're still going to score over him if you're a bigger guy like Jokic, like Gobert, like Embiid. Those bigger matchups for him is either going to get him in foul trouble or have him have no resistance, no resistance at the rim. And so that creates him to be not only a role player, not only a rotational player, but a matchup dependent role player, which does limit him, obviously. But in general, I still think he has room in the NBA. 60% from the floor, four for six from three, two for three from the line, five rebounds, five assists, and a steal. That was a good game from him. And we'll talk about Vic Critchie and the MVP of this game all coming up on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. But first, we want to say right now to go check out the Lockdown NBA Podcast. The Lockdown NBA Podcast is for you. Thank you for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your second listen, check out the Lockdown NBA Podcast. It has our local experts covering the biggest stories from around the NBA Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available across all platforms. Lockdown NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm Ryland Styles. Thank you for listening to Locked On Thunder. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles so you never miss an update on the Thunder. And let's get back into this Jazz game. But Critchy, solid game from him. Nine points, six rebounds, six assists, a steal, one for four from deep, four for nine from the floor. Look with it, Critchy. It's obviously the Thunder like him. I mean, they took on the Edward Schofield contract to acquire him from Washington. They let him rehab his entire first year in Oklahoma City, you know, being on the G League roster during the G League bubble season, but just staying in Oklahoma City, rehabbing himself and getting ready for this season. And this season, he's looked good. He's shown flashes of why the Thunder brought over the shooting. The playmaking off of that shooting has been okay. The defense has not been there. And, and Mark has even said, look, he's still a step slower than what we saw on film whenever we traded for him because of that injury. And so I'm very fascinated by him and what he looks like after a fully healthy offseason. And I think that that's when you're going to get to gauge him. I think that the Thunder are going to want to keep him around and at least see if they can get something out of him that can be what they saw in his footage overseas. With that health, healthy offseason, with him being in Oklahoma City, he's dedicated to it. I mean, he's, he stayed in Oklahoma City for over a year without playing for the Thunder yet. And now you can truly have a hands-on molding of his game instead of rehabbing him. We were last offseason. Now it's truly up to the, the great developmental staff for the Thunder to get what's best from him defensively because he's an NBA quality player offensively. He just is already while not having a healthy offseason, while still being a step slow. If you could, if you could somehow have it scheduled, I think that, that hockey does this right in, in soccer. If you could somehow have it, Critchy as only on the offensive end of the floor, and like you have a line change, and someone else could go play defense for him. If he was an offense only player, he'd be a really good NBA player. The problem is he got to play both ways, and he has a frame, he has a size to do it. He's got to get healthy, and he's got to learn how to use that frame and size to his advantage. And with the Thunder staff, I think I think he can do that. So I'm very interested to see him in summer league, in preseason, next season uh, for the Thunder. I do think, though, that for Vid Critchy, given all the draft picks in the future, given the fact that they're going to have to make trades and consolidate roster spots, he's been put on a time crunch. Where he has to take this offseason extremely seriously and, and hope that it pans out for him because I think that he's not going to be given another offseason unless he produces next year. And he's already produced in stretches in this season, so I have no concerns about that, but it is something to watch and be aware of for the future of the Thunder and for the future of the Critchy. But a nice, solid game from him. My Moneyball pick was nobody, because who in the world knew who was going to play today? But obviously, it was Jalen Horde who had five three-pointers. The MVP of the game, Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He was awesome. He just was flat-out awesome. Tanking update, Thunder sit at four a game back of a top three seed, a game up of the Pacers on fifth place, two games to go against the Lakers and Clippers, no LeBron, Russ, AD for the rest of the year probably, and the Clippers probably resting everybody on the last game of the season. But don't check out yet because obviously the seeding will matter. I mean, where you end up on Tinkle.com will matter for this Thunder team. What's to come on Lockdown Thunder, which will matter a lot too. On Friday's show, bright and early, we'll have a podcast with Richard Stamen debuting at Midnight tonight on YouTube if you want to check it out and uh, wherever you get your podcast from. 
and his podcast with Richard Stamen and myself on Friday is all about Jaden Ivey. It's a profile piece on the Purdue guard that will likely end up in Oklahoma City. Uh, if we had to just guess if the Thunder actually did get picked four and the lottery didn't change things, but we know the lottery will. Monday, we're going to recap the regular season finale. Tuesday, we're going to grade the regular season. Wednesday, a mailbag podcast. Thursday, stock watch, offseason preview type of podcast. Plus, we'll throw in an NBA playoff preview. And then Friday, we'll have a Jabari Smith profile with Mavs Draft, and we'll continue those profiles uh, throughout the next week as well. So we're going to do those profiles all throughout the draft season, even after the draft, whenever we find out who the Thunder actually took. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for all the draft coverage ramping up starting next week as the season comes to a close. Thank you for another season of Locked on Thunder. So happy to be here. My dream job, I've always, always, always dreamed about being a media member for the Thunder and just in general. I knew at a young age I was terrible at sports. Awful. So instead of growing up wanting to be Kevin Durant, I grew up wanting to be Dan Patrick. And uh, obviously not Dan Patrick, but it's awesome taking these steps forward every year with Locked on Thunder. And that's all thanks to you guys growing with me. So thank you. Um, I always love the kind messages that I get on Twitter and mentions. It means a lot. So make sure you follow me there at Ryland underscore style. Subscribe for the show to the show for free on all platforms. Every platform is free to subscribe to Locked on Thunder. We're here every single day. We will continue throughout the off season. So make sure you tune in for that as well. So until next time, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.